time to rejoin the conversation. All right, we are back and uh, okay, here we go. Party politics. So let's take a look at the policies that the uh, Obama administration introduced in the Trump administration has been dismantling. And the reason that I wanted to bring this one up is uh, I'm gonna admit something uh, that uh, I have not, uh, it just happened, but I hadn't uh, talked about it at all. And I got caught in a scam. Hmm. So uh, scam was, um, you know, if you're trying to um, you know, pay back student loans and, uh, you know, there was a thing going around that you could either possibly get your loans forgiven or partially forgiven or something like that. So, um, contacted people, um, you know, actually had me fill out all this very official paperwork and all of that. And <clears throat> they told me that there was, uh, uh, like an administration fee to get it all done. Once the administration fee was paid, then the uh, payments for the student loan would start coming out. And so the administration fee stuff had come out and then um, it, it had been about a week or so past the point that I thought that <clears throat> the student loan payments should start coming out. And uh, so I started getting a little nervous and uh, my in intuition was like, you know, like call these people and see, cause maybe something got messed up or maybe I did uh, something wrong or maybe I was supposed to, uh, I was supposed to pay it versus them uh, auto withdrawing uh, from my account. So when I called the number, uh, there was uh, a recording basically saying that the uh, Federal Trade Commission had clamped down on these people and they had several different names that they were going under and you need to uh, immediately try to call and see what's going on with your, with your loans. Uh, That's an all shit moment. It was an all shit moment uh, and I spent uh, three good hours on Friday on and off the phone with you know every agency that I could think of to try to figure out what was going on, who had my loans, the whole thing. It was it was crazy. Um, I had to wind up, you know, getting a new debit card at my bank, and so they couldn't uh, keep uh, couldn't keep withdrawing uh, just in case, and all of that. And but one of the people, when I finally figured out who had my loans, um, because my original lender didn't have them anymore. Yeah, they sell. Yeah, so, 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 and, and luckily they sold them to a, another legitimate, uh, uh, another legitimate uh, loan, uh, loan administrator, but um, all of the other, th all of the things that they promised that they were going to do, of course they hadn't done, but one of the guys on the phone was saying that, you know, this is directly due to um, the, the Trump administration uh, loosened uh, loosened a regulation about uh, selling your information. 
and uh, and uh, so so that got me to thinking about what else had changed that you know could be affecting people that people don't even know um, is going on, and thus today's topic. Did you ever find out about the real The change in policy to be able to sell your information easier. Yes. Because you still have to acknowledge that they have the permission to do it, don't you? Yeah, but like I say, I had I had talked to them back and forth, email with them back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and, and they seemed very legitimate. Cause like I say, I talked to. I talked to them two or three different times. I emailed back and forth with them, you know, filling out all those forms. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, they just were basically setting me up to take the administration fee, which yeah, was, yeah. which, by the way, out there in podcast land, if, uh, in, if you have signed up for anything like that, please check into your loans because uh, the bank seems to feel like they can get my money back. But uh, that was... Uh, and, and, and brace yourself, sit down. Uh, that was $600 they got, they got me for. Well, here, here's another thing to watch for in that respect. Mm. If you have medical debt, mm-hmm. there are companies out there who call you and say that, okay, you have medical debt, we're willing, we're, we've settled your debt for X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Give us your information, we'll take you pay us and it's settled. You're right, right. Yeah. So my hair on my back, my neck went up and I said, okay, tell me who I owe medical debt to. Right. Well, well and the crazy and thing was that they couldn't tell me who they owe medical debt to. That's good. Yeah, well the crazy thing was they they that's why it seemed so legitimate, because it wasn't like I had to provide them all of the information about who owns what debt or whatever. Like they were able to, you know, this the way a legitimate agency would, they were able to look that right up, find out, okay, we see that you owe to this, you know, and I was like, oh, okay. So, and like I say, I was uh, 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 upset was the, is, is a, a mild understatement, more like uh, homicidally livid uh, was. <laughs> were, they, were they right on the people who said own the loans? Was that? Were they right on the people they said on the loans, or did they just say names? Um, no, they were correct on who on on who had who had my loans. They were and and and, and they had amounts. They had like they they really they had hacked in. Did they yeah. go through Fannie and Freddie? Um, I don't know who, how. Who does the, who's the one who does the student loan ones? That's, uh, well, you got you got Sally May. That's about that's just... about four or five different uh, large like large people who deal with uh, your student loans. And I don't know. Like there, you can't, for example, a lot of private ones won't let you consolidate. But there was a time when you could consolidate government ones. Right, government right, 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 right. I wonder if they had access to those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah without yeah. having access to private ones. Yeah. Well, and um, actually, I had already consolidated with uh, one agency and so um so basically they were able to take everything from the one agency and all they really did was just move it to another agency and um and like i said so when i called you know i got that recording and then you know i freaked and i called who was supposed to have my loans and they were like uh no no your loans are paid up 
paid off. We were clear. And I'm like, wait, I'm co- wait, what? And, and so they were like, um, you know, I can give you this number. And so they gave me, gave me a number and I, I called those people and, and they, they weren't the agency that, you know, that knew directly about loans. So finally I had to get with the de- uh, Department of Education and find mm-hmm. out, okay, who actually has my loans? And then I contacted the new loan provider and they were like, yeah, so yeah, no, they, we just have the loans. They, there's no um, special payments. There's no income base. There's no, um, I, I currently work for a nonprofit. So the reason I was start, kind of started all this was because, uh, and, and it, there is a real program out there. If you work for a nonprofit for um, 10 years or more, you, know, you can get a large portion of your loans forgiven, but they never uh, put that paperwork through. Even though I did fill it out and had and my job had to fill out part of it, it was just a, it was a mess. Sorry. Yeah. So either way it goes, like I said, that that was you know kind of my impetus for even uh, bringing this topic up. Yeah. The one thing I did is I asked them to send me a certified letter, hmm. and they never sent me a certified letter. So. Uh, it's a little different situation than you. Yeah, but but yeah, no. That's, but that's turn good. around and make them send you a certified letter. No, that's good. That's that's actually that's actually a uh, a good precaution out there for anybody out there in podcast land who's listening to you know to protect yourself you know in in these situations because of course you know these these agencies um, you know seem legit, sound legit, have you know legitimate looking uh you know emails and websites and everything else but uh obviously not legit and uh so yeah you know i actually think this would be a good time for like basically a psa is that um you know make sure if you get emails of any sort like from your bank or anyone that you use instead of clicking on the link to log in if it tells you to log in Go to your bookmarks and use the link that you're used to using. Because um, I've actually been looking a lot into like how these types of things happen. And uh, so it's what... phishing. Yeah, so it's phishing. And, and just a, a quick, very quick explanation on some of the things they do. Even if you have like Google uh, 2 authentication. So say you, say you have it set up to log in and they send you a text message with the code. You type in the code, right? It all right. seems very legit. So what someone can do is actually build a website that looks identical to a Google login thing. And if they can catch your phone number, which they can look it up a million different ways, it's easy to find someone's cell phone number now that everyone has cell phones, they can actually be a man in the middle in that sense, send you an email with an account that looks kind of like a Google account and say, hey, you need to sign in because you have a report that's up. You know, Google sends out all these reports of where you traveled last month, things like that. They send you an email, they say log in, you click the link and it says, hey, you should log in. You're like, all right. So you click the button and then it says, we're going to send you a text message, right? It's the normal thing. So they actually send that message to log in to Google to send that text message. So Google's actually sending you the text message. Mm. So then you receive it and when you type it into their website, they log in as you and then they also log in for you. So now you've logged into an actual Google website without... And you have no idea that someone else caught all that information between, and they are also logged in as you on their machine. Oh, no, wow. I got something today. Out, uh, area code I didn't even know. 
hey, we're having a Christmas party. You know, I just need an RSVP on you know, how many people are coming. I don't know who the hell this is. Last time I would do is RSVP, because there's a link to RSVP to, boom, they got you. Mm. You know, if you don't know who the hell they are, delete it. They'll get a hold of you if they know you. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And, and this is exactly what, you know, what I mean about, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes there's, you know, regulation that seems uh, it seems redundant or it seems overreaching or it seems whatever, but, you know, when that regulation is gone, then you realize, oh, this is what they were protecting from. And, uh, and you know, and if, if you notice, like, I had to really think back, you know, all of this stuff... Um, I started seeing all of these types of things, you know, in the past five to six months. And um, because one of the first things that he wrote back was this, you know, selling your information uh, regulation. And, uh, uh, and I won't get into every single unless there's some, some particular ones that people want can, to talk can, about. Can but I let give me give you one today? Yeah. I, ha I talked to my insurance provider for a good half hour today. And one of the things that Trump has done is tried to um, make it so with the health insurance policy that we can turn around and form groups. Right. Sound like a good idea to me. Right. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily a regulation, but he's saying, what he's trying to tell me, it doesn't matter if you're a small company in a group of your small company or if I join the National Federal Independent Businessmen or the National Partner Association or the Kansas City Home Builders Association or anything like that. He said, once you get in there, everybody's going to throw claims on it. And it's not going to cost you a whole lot less. But he also pointed out, he said, Medicare for All, which is Sanders' plan, all right. isn't a whole lot different because then everybody's going to have a claim. It's still going to cost you a pretty penny. There's, there's nothing to get away around it. His interesting comment was this. In this case, he says, the best way to drive down health care costs, and, and Gary's been, Gary's 68 years old, he's been, and been doing this all of his life. Um, is that we actually need less let, let get get out of our way? Government being in our way is driving up the healthcare cost with all with all the regulations in this particular case. I don't think it's that way in every case with regulation. I think some regulations are good regulations, so don't misunderstand me here. But he said you you open up to the free market and you establish competition, you'll see prices come down. I don't have enough knowledge. I mean, when he talks to me after a half hour conversation, my head hurts. <laughs> because, you know, they're dealing with so many factors coming at them nowadays. <clears throat> with, with everything coming at them and what they're trying to do to provide health care insurance for ourselves and for our employees. And, for, and if you're an individual, he was talking about Wyandotte County and Johnson County. And to provide individual health care for them is just a, a phenomenal. No, out, uh, 
big outtake. <coughs> they gotta they gotta be able to do these things and it's it is a very confusing, very difficult subject to try to work through. And in some ways I think sometimes government gets in the way of things and sometimes government does very good with some of their regulations. So I think it's kind of a 50-50 deal. Some things are good and some things are bad. True enough. So, like I said, I didn't want to get into, get into every single thing, but I, I just want to, I want to throw some numbers out there and, and, and um, get some feedback from the panel. Um, so, there's already been um, 16 executive actions uh, issued by the Trump administration that uh, um, that have uh, you know tried to or have um, rolled back uh, some some policy under uh, the Obama administration. There's 74 um, uh, like things that are kind of cabinet level. That um, that uh, you know that they've been proposing that would would roll back some form of a some form of a regulation. Um, uh, there's about 27 of those 74 that are um, actually in the works. You've got um, 14 uh, congressional review level things that. Um, have been uh, <clears throat> trying to target specific regulations. You've got uh, 20, but there's been at least 20 that have tried and failed. And then you've got uh, you've got only one actual piece of new legislation that has been uh, been attempted. And so it got me to thinking about you know, just kind of the, the power of the pen, you know, because a lot of what's, a lot of what's seeming to happen is, isn't true law changing. A lot of it is, you know, an executive order repealed an old executive order. And, uh, you know, the, the problem is the next president can roll them right back the other way. Yeah. They, they need to be done legislatively. Just got to keep this ride going. Mm. It's, just, it's just a vicious circle. And the, because our Congress, on both parties, won't act on things that they need to be acting on. Yeah, I agree with that. That's the bottom line of it. You know, like DACA. Yeah. You know, we all, we all know we need some type of immigration reform. But DACA needs to be a legislative. Immigration reform is a major thing. It needs to be legislated. And they need to get off their butt and, and do something that is common sense, that protects the people that need to be protected, that, that is good for our American society, not necessarily good for what they think of. I mean, we think of these legislatures and they're in their 30 years, how many millions of dollars they get from, from, from the uh, lobbyists. Yeah. We got a broken political system in that way, very broken. 
And, and, and a lot of us, this is where our disgust is, is that we're dealing with these career politicians that you know are on the take and they're making money, hand over fist, and that you can't tell me they're not, but they are. And this, and the, but the, they've set up the laws and the political system so that it works this way for them. And they no longer have our interest in mind, they have their own interest in mind, and their special interest in mind. And that's the problem with regulations. A lot of times regulations are set up to handle the special interests that are there, and not the people. I see you doing the Googles over there, Chris. What are you, what are you looking at? Just curious as to the number that each president has ordered, just to see, because I was curious where Obama, Obama came in on the list. Right, 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 right. Because uh, I mean, it's oh, always a fascinating Oh, they did that. He was, um, like, in the last, like, I want to say from Reagan to current, he was, like, he's second. right in the middle or he's something. Actually, he's second lowest. Yeah. Uh, uh, the so number of executive orders? Yeah, I mean... It, if you go back, and this is a quick list. He tried really it hard not to Theo do that. It starts with Theodore Roosevelt. He was apparently the first one to do it. Uh, and so what's funny is they have the number that people claim that they mm. issued uh, versus the actual number that were issued as defined by the American Presidency Project, which tracks that. I like that. Me too. That's awesome. <laughs> so Good for whoever put that together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I love this. So Theodore Roosevelt claimed to have done three, but he actually did 1,081. Uh, FDR claimed to have done 11 when he did 3,522. Wow. Truman claimed to have done 5, did 907. Uh, Ike claimed to have done 2 when he did 484. This is just their first term. See, this is all it's how, many, how many a day would that be? Yeah, I know. know like some of those I mean, think about the New Deal. I mean, like, he was just writing orders, writing lines. Oh, uh, I, wanna, I know it's wow. not a... I know it's not a... Um, are, are you done with the list of question, of topics? Yeah, I mean, we're just so discussing that. So Reagan said he did five, he did 381. H.W. Uh, Bush claimed to have done three when he did 166. Clinton claimed to have done 15, he did 364. Uh, George W. Bush claimed to have done 62, he did 291. And Obama claimed to do 923. People say he did 923. Right. He actually only did 275. Hmm. He's so the only my, one that's on that the other side. So my curiosity is what were those executive orders, though? Was it was huge it rest. huge things or was it like little things that are typical, like we're changing the China pattern? You know, like, so like, like is that an executive order or, you know, like... Basically like an impactful... Uh, yeah, index. how many of those sure. were impactful it's that a, actually yeah. affected things outside of, of the, the White, White House? House. Yeah. And you do wonder. I mean, yeah, I don't know compared to... How many do Obama have? Doesn't break them down. So people want to say that he uh, did 923, which is, I guess, kind of a popular number that conservatives were throwing around, when he only did 275. He's the lowest. Yeah, right. He's, he's the, like he's the only one that the numbers were, were, were the in reverse. In the modern era with 166. Wow. But it's interesting. Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't go, I mean, I'm sure if we dug deeper, and we can get And Trump has already done how many in his first uh, year? I don't know you had the list. How many had Oh, uh, uh, so, uh, actual, well. Executive action. Uh, yeah, actual. These are actual what, executive orders. Yeah, this is, this, this is just talking about uh, 16 of his executive orders. And, uh, and then they were lumping in things that. The cabinet. Uh, Those would just be policies. I, I, yeah, feel, like, cabinet policies. I feel like 
Trump will probably be similar to Obama in the sense that I bet a lot of people think he's done more than he has. Yeah. When it's uh, all well, the thing is, it, though, we know when he does it because he tweets about it. Because I mean, there's that's no that's lying, you know, like. Because I think that's well, that, that, that difference yeah. is probably an indicator of, like, controversy. But they right? are, they've already said yeah. that he's had more in his first six months than any other president. He's done more. Because that's the only way he's been able to change. Yeah, the Congress has done nothing because yeah. they are against him. Um, yes, they are. No, I don't think that that was the case. He put in an executive order for the travel ban before they even talked about it in Congress. He just did it. And then it went to court. To be so, fair. So, I mean, some things I think he hasn't tried to go to Congress on and other things he's tired of waiting for them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, to me, it's not all Congress and it's not all him. You know, they're, yeah. they're really... So it's CNN. hard to work with somebody that treats you like shit. <laughs> I mean, it just, you know, and vice versa. So CNN, as of last Friday, has Trump issuing um, his 49th executive order, mm -hmm. the most of anybody in the last 50 years. And in, this, in, in the same period of time? Yeah. Mm. That's because he thought it was a book signing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you took just He's the exact shaking. period of time... It was the Googles. Um, well, this isn't zooming in. My eyes are bad. But it's Trump, then Obama, then W. Bush, then Clinton, then H.W. Bush, and then Reagan. Okay. Okay. Interesting. In the first, in the same period of time. In the same period of time. Interesting. So, you know, I get, like I say, without delving into super specific orders, because there's so, so many to go through, I mean, like... Like Chris just said, you know, if if there's already been 49, um, we definitely don't want to try to go down the list of all 49. But I guess <laughs> what I wanted, what I what we'll, I do want to we'll do, lose all of our listeners. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, what I do want to do is tell everybody out there in podcast land to, uh, you know, I know that uh, I know that our political climate currently is uh, contentious to say the least. But um, I guess what I do want to say to everybody out there in podcast land is, you know, stay, uh, stay informed. engaged, stay diligent. informed, stay diligent. Because well, and, and yeah, we all, all America should stay. Yeah, diligent. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's, and, it's and, our job look as, at, as voting and, citizens. Exactly. Well, I mean that that is the only only job of the citizenry is to stay informed and engaged. So. Do your job out there in podcast land. Stay informed. But it shouldn't just be what you want to hear. Like, you need, like... No, you need to stay you know, truly it, informed. Yeah, because if this is what you believe, look for somebody that believes the opposite or, you know... Don't be afraid to be a scientist. Yeah. No. Because yeah. a scientist is supposed to have a theory and then try to, to displace yeah, right. it. Right, try to disprove it, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. So... You know, be a scientist and be a political scientist. Mm -hmm. You know, look at all sides and, and form your own opinion. Mm -hmm. This is that's the, the most important thing we do. If you take for rote, everything is so, you 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 will just become what they call the sheeple. Mm -hmm. yeah. Don't be don't be a sheeple. Be be an intelligent voter. Yeah. Chris, it's you just throwing out a number. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because to Brian's point, like we don't know, and we're not sitting here going through a list of 
who did what meaningful executive orders in the same amount of time. Right. I don't know how many of these 49 were worth a piece of grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and, and like I, I said, I just, I, I, I just, ha I I just happened to realize that one of them yeah. <laughs> actually affected me. And, uh, well, and I think we knew when they were talking, you know, you, you kind of know, like, that's not going to, that's not going to be good. But you don't really know until it truly does affect you. Uh, the other interesting part, and I mean, it's a shitty story, so don't get me wrong, and there's probably yeah. a lot of kids like this. These people already broke the law. I mean, clearly, by virtue of the fact that you called their number back and a law was broken, yeah. uh, it, it's, hard, it's hard to go, okay, Trump's regulation is entirely responsible, necessarily, when, in fact, these people are already cheating what was oh, yeah. an existing law. Yeah. It's, you know, it's when crazy people go <clears throat> shoot somebody. Typically, they're in violation of 30 gun laws already. You know, mm -hmm. and it's like, eh, what are we gonna do? Add on another one? Yeah, no, I don't know what would have been. Yeah, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, back to that little bomb or bush. Yeah, or well, exactly. I mean, you know, and I and which yeah. which is like really the reason that I wanted to bring it up in the first place. It, you know, it really wasn't uh, an indictment on the the Trump administration. It's really more like, okay, we we have to be engaged and really engaged you know you know a lot of people i think think they're engaged because um you know they have uh, harsh words to say on facebook when but do you actually know what you know the laws are you know even in your town you know versus you know some of these you know, larger, you know, federal statutes and things like that. You know, I think a lot of times people don't even realize, you know, I remember one time I was looking and I saw, uh, I saw a thing about um, laws that are still on the books, you know, and they've been on the books forever. And ridiculous. Yeah, just ridiculous laws, but they're still on the books. Like I remember one of them, um, was uh and no, old, no and selling old. alcohol on sunday uh well ridiculous. yeah it's kind of ridiculous uh but Sorry. you know there was a but i do remember there was a uh a vagrancy law that basically said that uh if you were uh you know if you were stopped by an officer and um you didn't have at least one dollar in your pocket they could arrest you as a vagrant yeah, like that. Yeah, like that's that. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's a ridiculous law that maybe at some point uh, made sense, uh, but uh, it does not make any sense at all anymore. Most people don't carry cash. Why is this thing still on the books? So you know, really, you know, yes, you know, uh, the the question is framed about the. Uh, you know, the laws and, and orders that have been, you know, uh, rolled back um, under the Trump administration. But really, it's really about knowing what your rights even are. You so know? I, I want to come back to the point you made where you said, you know, if these guys are doing this, they already broke a ton of laws, right? And like, the same, go, same goes with, like, uh, you know, you mentioned, like, shootings or things like that. I think. Right. And I don't want to get into a gun debate. That is not my point. No, but has anyone seen uh, Bowling for Columbine? Yeah. yeah. So I watched like the first 
30, 40 minutes of it last night. I had to sleep. So I, don't, I only got to see a portion of it, but you know, one of the points that they make for probably a, a four minute montage in there is, the problem is everyone, everybody owns guns and you know, now there's laws and everything, but at some point the law made it, sorry, the, the process early made it easier to break the law later. And right. so I thought, it just made me think of that where it's like, yes, they broke a bunch of laws, mm -hmm. but maybe this reform made it easier to break those laws. It's so funny, but then people just propose more easy laws to break. Yeah, I mean, they it's put, right. it's, it's, that point, they it's put broken. law on top of law. They'll put some dumb girl's it. name on it, you know, like they always do. Go, oh, it's Ginny's law. Some you know? dumb girl? It's not, not dumb. And it's, what I mean is it's a stupid <laughs> name of a bill. Yeah. They right, think right, just right. by putting the name of the person who got shot, you know, generally some pretty white girl in the middle of nowhere, you know, and they're like, ah, oh, poor little blonde thing, you know, that's sad, yeah. we can't believe it. Actually, and then, yeah, no offense to the Megan girl, but Megan's law, like, is broken all the time. But it's law just because of they put a cute little girl's name on it, you know, and well, nobody wants to Okay, Rebecca, the it's actual the law, the but the actual law isn't Megan's law. That's the common it's what they name call for it. it. I get that it, yeah. in the annals, uh, annals of American history, it's not called Megan's Law. When you, it's not called Obamacare either. Right. But we right. all sit here and call it. Yeah. That. Uh, uh, I so, don't call so it Obamacare. So I, no, I totally agree. Really but but doesn't that emphasize the fact that when you make these decisions first, like when you start pulling back, the moment you do that, from then on, regardless if you come back, like right, you start putting more more laws on top of it later. You've already kind of peeled back, and there's no way. Like you, at that point on, it's our. You've made it easier to break the law. You made it easier for people to get that. In, they now have Mario's information. Sure. No matter what law they put back in place, now they have it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I don't mean to freak you out. No, but you're right. I don't so, like how they acquired it in the first place. Would be a point. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it's due to the regulation. Well, that's no, right, no, that's, that's true. It's, that's it's true. a cause and effect thing. So that's, that, that's all I'm saying. Is I have no idea, but. Uh, but it is weird to me that generally most times when there's crimes committed, they've already they're already breaking the other laws. That's true. There, there's not to say that that's laws generally like, are not the that answer. that was a consequence of that. But in some case, at least a portion of the cases, it had to have happened sure. because of. And that. I'm great with making it harder. And then there's no right. But then you've so it always makes that first decision. You never know when it's the first decision. That's also hard about it, right. One hard part for me though is we generally make laws, and this is what sucks. Is we it's no different than being in school. Think of all the rules that you had in school and stuff. Even in work, ninety nine percent of them are all based around the one percent least common denominator. You know, so because some moron does something stupid that we then now have to make a rule about it or well, pass that's it why they have safety else. warnings on almost everything. Some they think yeah, about who agree. did it that's that good, you had to I have a safety agree. warning. Yes, that's, that that that's the true point right there. It's because some moron did something stupid, so Congress is going to run and make a law about it. Where your school is, or your workplace is, or your school, or, or your business, is. or anything else. Yeah. I work from and, home. And, as, and you're a business owner, I'm a business but owner, we know that we have a certain rules. amount of, of regulations that we are governed by on how we're supposed to handle our employees, yeah. how we're supposed to deal with certain situations. Yeah. But I okay. work from home and I have to go through the sexual harassment thing. Now I, <laughs> now I have made like that in itself okay, was worth it because of you how many can't. jokes I got to bring out with that. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm taking. 
Not, we're taking a sexual harassment thing right now. But you work, you work from home, but that's not to say that you're not on conference calls or you don't go to conferences or you aren't ever in um, an office setting. Listen, you know? I mean, as we're finding out now, sexual harassment is, is a fairly common thing in the workplace, always has been. I wonder how common it is necessarily, but I don't know, just because, you know, a couple of assholes who show up and have a million stories about them. But it, it, it gets to the point of just stupidity at some point. I mean, it really does. You know, I mean, I remember yeah. trying to fire people. and like, no, you need to have three other people in the room to make sure right, uh, right, right. everybody gets it legally. Da, da, da. I'm like, Oh my God! Yeah, like, I mean, now well, it's just even annoying. yeah, even yeah, right. job, it's like that. You know, you, you, it's never one person letting somebody go, even whether it's a layoff or or you're, you know, firing. Yeah, and it's just a massive waste of everybody's time at that point. Sometimes people should just be fired, like on the spot. They should, but you know, there's always those people that that. The least common say, denominator. Yes, room. but yeah. the, but that's what happens. You you have, I mean. It's unfortunate, but it is why. I wish we would crack yeah. down on the least common denominators first, and then yeah. worry about everybody else second, and yeah. we don't. But you don't always know that until it happens. Then it becomes the least common denominator. It, it would be awesome if we had a judicial system that just threw it out and said, you're an idiot. You had it coming <laughs> that you're stupid. You are an idiot. <laughs> so we're a very litigious society, which I think is the basis of a lot of us. And overly complex, right? Because yeah. the moment something like that happens, insurance companies get involved. Oh, and yeah. they're like, oh, well, we're only gonna, you can get a discount if you put everyone through this thing because sure. that covers our stuff. And like, what, what business owner's not gonna say, yeah, do I want a free discount? Just make all my people take this? Sure. You know, like, that yeah. makes sense. I mean, think how yeah. easy I wonder if we go through a sexual harassment training. I don't think we do. Mm, I you made me with any large there. companies that do. <laughs> I don't, uh, well, I, maybe, for the record, I am a, not the, you know, common denominator here. Maybe, so. um, maybe that <laughs> happened so long ago, I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a new associate orientation. To, in effect, even in our liquid manual that we got from our lawyer, we had to cover off on it. Well, now I'm it. sure it's probably in our policies and procedures that we have to sign off on every, every year, but I don't remember. Speaking of, now, now that someone. It went out and had an extra drink at a happy hour or whatever that made like that was linked to work now everyone in the company and all of our related companies have to go through a whole driving thing on top of it oh really so, yeah. oh wow all what companies related companies oh. or sister companies wow. yeah yeah <laughs> because one because that one person um it's just punished the one person i wish i'm for that one all right, Mom, exactly. and then tell everyone. So let that be the lesson. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Exactly. I mean, isn't well, that how I'm that should work? About. All right. So I think we have uh, one out there in podcast land learned. Uh, one, uh, be aware of of what <laughs> legally is going on around you. Uh, two, uh, don't be an idiot. Uh, and three. Uh, Please uh, take your uh, sexual harassment courses uh, so that you don't wind up getting fired or reprimanded for saying, hey, yeah, your haircut is purity today. And, and, uh, the least common denominator. Yeah, and, and, right. And then you become the least common denominator. But with that, <laughs> we'll be right Isn't back. Isn't that funny? Hey, you having a good time? Let me introduce you to a couple of my media brothers. First, www. America the mixtape.com. 
a cipher on American politics, society, and culture. And where'd I get that mixtape? Of course, www.cornerbodega.us, purveyors of urban culture. Come on, let's get back to the party. And we are back. Uh, and before we get out of here, uh, let's talk about today's sugar, honey, iced tea. And for those that don't know, these are things that I, or a member of the group, um, have found that are really cool, a.k.a. the shit. Uh, and today's sugar, honey, iced tea is intuition. Uh, and the reason that uh, that is today's sugar, honey, iced tea is because uh, my intuition told me I need to call and see what's going on. And of course, that led me to know that I had gotten caught in uh, a potentially very bad situation. And uh, But because uh, I listened to my intuition and I made those calls early, you know, I have uh, at least staved off, uh, you know, this round of financial uh, financial issues, and uh, and of course, you know, I will have to uh, be very diligent with, uh, you know, with my information and and you know and and everything from you know this day forward, uh, making sure what's going on out there. But um, if you know, if you got a little voice saying, you know, hey, you know, you should probably listen because. Your intuition generally doesn't lie to you. And that little thing's got that hammer and it's banging in the back of your head. Don't ignore it. Do not investigate it. Exactly. I, I do that in business. That's something that gets me all the time. If I ignore the little hammer sometimes, it usually comes and bites me. Yeah, some, yeah. Something's telling me something ain't right here. Something yep. ain't right. Maybe but. shivering. With that, I am um, going to end this podcast in the way I end all podcasts, and that is with the toast that started it all for me, and that is to good times with good people. <laughs>